Hello, thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church weekly podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance his kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day. All right. How many of you are excited to be here this morning? There was three. I'm just playing. There was more than that. Hey, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. I'm super, super excited about just uh, this new series. And so this whole series, we're going to be looking at the topic of purpose. And I had somebody say, didn't we just talk about purpose? I said, we did. But sometimes it doesn't stick. Sometimes. How many of you know that's one of the hardest things to figure out? But if we can determine our purpose, it changes everything. It, it, really, it really causes all of our attention, all of our focus, all of our drive, all of our motives. Really, our purpose discovered really releases us into the destiny of what God has for us. So this morning, I'm super glad. And I hope that after this series, like you may say, Pastor Noe, I already know my purpose. But I hope that after this series, it is clarified just a little bit more for you. That you're able to walk away saying, I even understand my purpose clearer than I did when we started. Because the clearer we see our purpose, the clearer we can do what God has asked us and created us to do. Amen? So this morning, uh, over these next couple of weeks, we're going to look at four boxes. And every single week, we're going to open a box and we're going to ask the question, what is in the box? It's a literal box. And we're going to open something. We're going to take something out of there. And I'm hoping that each thing that you see will remind you a different facet of your purpose. It'll help you remind yourself. It will help you uh, highlight and clarify for you. So we're going to look at our design this week. Then we're going to look at how, how to determine what it is that God has gifted you to do. Then we're going to look at our purpose discovered along other believers because we can't really achieve our purpose by ourselves. It's not a solo race. And then we're going to learn to develop our gifts uh, accomplished by, by uh, the Holy Spirit coming and releasing those things inside of us. So this morning we want to look at your design. God didn't mess up when he built you and he created you. He made you uniquely. He made you wonderfully. He made you on purpose for a purpose. Can you, can you understand that? He made you on purpose for a purpose. So anybody that's ever said, hey, you're dumb, you're stupid, God messed up, they were the ones that didn't understand the purpose for which you had been created. But God knew that. It doesn't matter how you got here, guess what, you're here. And God uses all the paths of life, all of these background stories to create the ultimate story, and that's your story. Ephesians 2.10 in the NIV, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Can you see that? say that word with me? Advanced. That means ahead of time. He thought about it before it happened. All right, and then Psalms 139, 13, it says, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. So have you ever thought about the concept of how intentional God was when he created you? Right, you may have a cat lick right here, right here that just doesn't part down right, or you got to put extra gel on it. That's me. But that gel works wonders. You know, your hair might be light, your hair might be thick, it might be blonde, it might be brown, it might be turning into a beautiful shade of gray. 
<laughs> okay, so whatever it is that you've been created, know that God created it beautifully and wonderfully, that you are his masterpiece. But he was, he took, he was intentional about that plan. Do you realize that the distance that the, from the sun to the earth is very detailed? So if we were closer to the sun, it's hotter. If we were further away from the sun, it would be cold. So if we were too close, the earth would fry, kind of like mercury. And if we were too far away like Pluto, it would freeze. So the earth is actually in this place that astronomers call the Goldilocks zone. It's not too far. It's not too close. It's in the perfect position. And do you know what? God knew that also. When he put it on tilt, when he spun it into orbit, he placed it specifically for life to exist and thrive on planet earth. Now, you boom, big boom I, I, way of thinking... That doesn't happen by accident. That happens on purpose with great detail with a lot of intentionality to create. Okay, so you have to realize that. So if God's plan even for the earth, he took those details, he took those plans, how much more do you think he thought about when he put us together? So if he put that much detail in creating the universe, the stars, the earth, the land, the water, the ants, the birds, the mosquitoes, all of these things... That even sometimes we question God about. You ever question God about the mosquito? Or you ever stepped in a fire ant mound? Spawn of Satan right there, man. Like if you, you know, it's, you, you question God. But how many of you know that it's on purpose that God created everything? And it was on purpose that he created you and he created I. God was intentional and detailed in the creating of you and I. You know, if you could look at your shirt tag this morning, it would say made by God on purpose, 100% you. And you know what the cool thing about being made by God is we are one of a kind. Some of you say, well, I'm a little more messed up than you, and that's fine, right? That's, that's how God created us, you know, with a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and it became us, you know, we've heard, we've heard the saying a lot lately about, you know, the, the saying, and I've heard it going around. It says, be comfortable in your skin. Be comfortable in how you are. Now, this is positive thinking, right? Thinking good about yourself, seeing good thoughts towards you. But how much more do those thoughts increase when you realize God created you just like he wanted to? There's things that I wish God would have adjusted. I wish he would have made me an awesome immune or a uh, metabolism that I could eat as many tacos as I want. It wouldn't matter. It's not the case. Some of you can eat as many tacos as you want and you can't grow an inch, right? You know, it, we're all different, but it doesn't make it bad. It makes us unique. And you have to realize this morning, God knew what he was doing when he created you. And it says that he formed you and he fashioned you. He had a plan and he had a destiny for you. He created you wonderfully. There would only become one you. He already knew the potential in you. And what you would do and what you would become. And he built you for that. Before he even grabbed the clay, he had a plan. Your destiny will always reveal, your design, I'm sorry, will always reveal your destiny. If we look at this shape, if we look at the design, if we look what God built, we have a good understanding of what our destiny is going to be. But if we don't look at what we were created to do or how we are created, we will never serve the purposes of the creator. Psalms 139, 16, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. 
all the days of my life were ordained or they were laid out or they were made plain for me. They were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now, this was something that, you know, got my attention as I was preparing for this message. It says, before they came to be. This is prior to conception, before my parents got together, before anything started happening in the womb of my mom. God had a plan and he orchestrated. You say, well, you don't understand. My plan was pretty messed up. Guess what? It was God's plan. You had the perfect mom and you had the perfect dad to make you. And you think of those variables, anyone different would have changed the result. Can't change any of those variables, right? A little more Hispanic might have been a little bit darker. A little more white guy might have been a little bit whiter, right? African-American, whatever it is, all the color tones, the eye colors. You know, when I look at my children, it's crazy because I have hazel and Becky has blue, but my son has brown and my middle daughter has a green hazel and my little one has bright blue eyes. Same mom and dad. Different pattern, different purpose, different calling. Yet we want to try to sometimes make them all the same, but what God has made unique, don't call it common. I can't do that. Even with my children, I have to see the beauty in every single one of them. And God has just shown me that in the little trait of their eye color. From brown to hazel to blue. God is so detailed. But before you were created, he had a plan for you and he built you according to that plan. He didn't didn't have you born and say, whoops, what am I going to do with this one? That's how we think. That's not how God thinks. It says that he builds and he thinks ahead of time what we will be, and then he forms and he fashions us according to that standard. God doesn't mess up the equation. We think he messes up. But what he uniquely puts together and what he forms and he fashions and what he designs, a design fulfilled causes a fulfilled destiny. But we have to trust the design, and we have to trust the designer. So these boxes, what are these boxes, boxes here for? I'm glad you asked. We're going to discover deeper our purpose. We're going to grow to understanding a little bit better what God has called us to. Each of these objects will help you remember, right? How many of you like pictures or you like movies or you like examples or you like stories? All the above, right? So this is going to be one of those things that I hope help it stick with what your purpose is. So we're going to open up this first box, and we're going to look in it. All right? Now, don't let your kids mess with my boxes. And you don't mess with my boxes until it's time to look in the box. So when we look in the box, how many of you know if I leave it in the box, it does no good to any of us? A gift unwrapped is a useless gift. Okay, so we're going to segue that all through this series. If we leave the gift of God in the box, it will never become what God has called it to be. But what God calls the gift to be, let it be. Amen? Y'all want to know what's in here? Man, everybody's looking. All right. So how many of you have ever seen one of these right here? Now, there's a lot of different ones. There's a lot of different styles of them but shape fitted in the shape right this ain't rocket science we did this when we were two right well let me tell you what a lot of us are really still stuck with the same equation in our life we know that there's shapes out there we know that there's shapes and there's different ones and there's different patterns i need three people for an example this morning 
Stand up. I need three. One, two. Stand up. I said, oh, Angel, you stood up. I'm sorry. Come over here, Angel. <laughs> Uniquely made. Can you help? You guys come up on this front. I need y'all to come up front. Can you help the ladies up, please? Make sure they get up first. And we're going to look at something uniquely about this, okay? All right, so we know that there's a bunch of different shapes, that there's a bunch of... You guys stand right here and look at everybody because you are going to be the object lesson. Let me move this just for a minute. All right? So let me tell you what. God determines what shape you are what shape you're given, and it's not for you to determine if you messed it up. So this morning, I give her that shape because I've determined that's what her shape is. Okay? I give you this shape because I've determined that's what your shape needs to be. That's a pretty red shape, isn't it? See You see this one right here? Can you see her shape? It's pretty nice, right? Sometimes we wish we could be that. That's pretty red. You like red? I do. What color is yours? Mm, okay. Oh, pretty rough, huh? Wasn't even looking at it. And, and then this is the shape that, that I've determined ahead of time, um, what, what, what they're to have. And we have to realize that in our shape, sometimes we are so focused on our shape that we don't pay attention, attention to the fit. And that's where it all comes together. I can know my shape, but I need to know where do I fit in the kingdom of God? Where does my purpose fit in the big picture of everything? Because that is purpose defined. I, ha- I know my shape, but how does it fit in the big picture of God's ultimate plan, right? Well, sometimes I, I, tr- I try to fit my shape where it goes. Can you put it in there? <laughs> Find your shape. Will it fit right there? Your hand, no, your hand is on how do you know? You already looked. You've been I scoping it up. Okay. All right. So try to, try, to fit, try to fit it in this shape. Will it ever go? So a lot of us are stuck right there. We try to fit our shape in a space that does not fit. We're so determined to do it, and it will never, ever, ever fit. But what happens when you discover your your special purpose and you put it right where it's supposed to be? Man, it's amazing, right? And so slide over here for me. So right here, she was so focused on the other one that it's like looking at this triangle right here. Keep staring at that triangle. And you didn't know the color. You didn't know the shape. You're so distracted by somebody else's shape, you never realize your own shape. Hey, this is a hard lesson, guys. We get so focused on wanting to be a red triangle, and I want to be a red triangle, but God has determined otherwise. He has created you as a green square, rectangle, square, or something, right? All right, as a green square. So what happens is she can be focusing on that triangle. So look, this right here is the square, right? But if you're focusing, focus on her triangle for just a minute. Try to put it in the shape. Don't look. Just put it in there. It's impossible because you're so focused on the other shape. You cheated. <laughs> she, used, she used her hands, but we are so distracted looking somewhere else that guess what? Even though we know the shape, we know what it is, it doesn't fit. But what happens? Look at your shape. That one's a little bit more unique, right? Like a clover shape. It's blue. It's as God determined. What happens when he looks at his shape, he focuses on his shape, and then he looks at the pattern, and it fits perfectly. That's the whole point. You guys can be dismissed. Go down slowly. Slowly, don't fall. So when we, when we ask the question, what's in the box, what are we to do? We have to know our shape, our color, our design, but also we have to know what? 
our fit. We have to figure out where do we fit in the equation? How do we fit in the big picture of what God has called us to? And the moment that we know our shape, we know our color, and we know our fit, guess what? It all comes together. That's the solution to design. But each of those, I pick those specifically because those I feel like are the biggest holdups of discovering our design and finding our place. Well, I want to be a red triangle. I think it was awesome that she almost didn't look at her shape anyway. She was focusing on that red triangle. Now, if God has built you to be a red triangle, great. Just figure out your place now. And if God has built you as a green square slash rectangle, a little longer, a little shorter, a little taller, a little, you know, whatever, find your shape. Where we will be most successful is when we look at our shape, we look at our color, and we figure out our place. Amen? Y'all ain't going to know what I talked about. You're going to say something about them shapes. It's all about design. It's all about our shape. But realize it is Father God who determines the shape and the color and the texture and the sides. And he also gives you a place to fit perfectly. Now, let's say I wouldn't have given him one on the top. I should have done that to Felix where he had to look a little bit. Sometimes it's like that. We have to figure out our place. We have to figure out where, we're, where we fit. I think another thing we do is assuming we're one when we're something else. And we fight with that a little bit. It won't fit. It won't fit. If it don't fit, try another place. All right? So we have to realize that design determines your fit. We have to discover our design is to find the right hole that matches our shape. So this morning, I want to give us three ways to clarify your design. Say, clarify my design. Point at yourself. My design. Don't be pointing at your husband. Don't be pointing at your kids. Don't be telling them what they need to do. Look at your own shape this morning. Because if each of us determine our own shape and our own place and our own fit, this will be a successful service and pastor will be very happy. Pastor Jim could add that. What makes a pastor happy? When people figure out their shape and their purpose and they do it. Because if you do what you were created to do, there'll be a lot of satisfaction and joy that comes from that. You know, I could possibly force one of those shapes into that hole, but how many of you know it would cause harm to both? We've got to be careful with that sometimes. So number one, asking the question, what is your design? So define design. We have to define the design or we'll never figure it out. If we don't know the definition, if we don't know what it means, if we don't know what it looks like, and I hope this morning you at least figure out, are you red, are you green, are you yellow, or are you blue? If you've already figured that out, say, well, that's an easy one, Pastor. Okay, well, what is your shape? Do you have edges? Are you round? Where do you fit in the big picture as far as a design? So a design is a plan or drawing produced to show the look and function of something. Now, how many of you know if you read the Bible, it will tell you a lot by design because this is the kind of the owner's manual that explains what the design should be and what the design should look like. I guarantee you, all the instructions in here, you fit one God-given design. Sometimes, you know, like that rectangle kind of could look like a square, but it doesn't fit. I looked at it. The rectangle only fits in the rectangle, but the square only fits in the square. But if we don't look at the detail, if we don't look at the design, if we don't know what God has said in his word about the designs that are out there, we'll chase anything. And those are called abstract shapes, right? You know, we'll just, we'll just venture to all of these other ones. But let's, listen, if it's not in the box, if it's not in the book, let's not spend time looking for that. Let's look in the book to determine the design. 
Amen? So pre-K to second grade, we work on this, right? This is easy stuff, but when we apply it to our life, we sometimes we'll fail. You struggle with that in your life? Or everybody's got to figure it out? If we got to figure it out, we can wrap this series up. I think that there's work to do where we have to continually identify what is our design. This is a simple task, but sometimes we make it very, very complicated. Let me put up that little worksheet that we often do in grade school, right? So this is what it is. What do you eat? You're chewing on a shoe. i got to have a conversation with you. But if we got the wrong design, if we're looking at the wrong color, right? But we know that what? one? If you chew on that shoe, you're not going to chew on it that long. You bite in that apple, you're going to figure out it was better to bite in the apple than the shoe. Amen? But we know really quick, what do you eat? Apple. Yeah, we're, work, we're working here, right? You're like, what, man, I didn't know I was coming to church for this. What do you wear on your head? Jimmy Don might put that cup on his head. But that's not what it's for, right? Keep going. What, what do you read? I mean, the rocking chair might say made in China, but the book is going to be a lot more profitable for reading. What do you use to cut paper? If you grab an orange, I want to see that. Right? And then the last one, it's very, very simple. What do you drive? If any of y'all came riding in on a pencil, you should have called me. I don't want to take a picture of that. So this is super elementary. It's super simple. How many of you know this is not complicated? So when we look, and, and even if we didn't know, said, hmm, man, that thing on the left, the first one, the shoe, you could put it on your hand and figure out, man, that doesn't go real good on my hand. You could put it on your head and say, ah, oh, that doesn't work real good, keeping the sun off my shoulders. Man, this thing fits perfectly on my foot, right? Because the shoe is designed to fit on the what? So why would you put it on your hand? Why would you tie it around your neck like a necklace? I'm making a point here because we can be so guilty of being something we're not or not matching things up. We got it? Thumbs up. We're good? All right, let's keep moving. So there are three groups of people that I often identify as far as ministry and ways that we function. Now, I'm going to add a fourth one. I hope you're not the fourth one, but the first one is a builder. A second one is a maintainer. The third one is a way paver. But let me tell you what, please do not be a non-participator. But we, we want to do that sometimes. We don't want to participate. I believe there's people that love to build and craft and create. And then once it's built, they don't know what to do. They're like, let me build something else. And then that's great because you have people that are maintainers that say, hey, once it's built, I can keep the dust off of it. I can keep it clean. I can keep working on it. They're maintainers. And then there's way pavers that they are off the charts. They're just radical. They're like these pastors wanting to go to two services. And you say, what are we doing? Are you crazy, pastor? We've never done that before. I'm a way paver. I'm built like that. I, 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 lo- I can maintain. I don't like maintaining. I dabble on builder and way paver. I love to s- facilitate teams that can maintain things. And we need maintainers because you know what happens if you don't maintain something? It won't work. It will not function. It will just deteriorate. My dad always tells me, hey, I got that tool in the shed that hadn't been maintained. Right? It will not work like designed if it's not maintained. But one of the biggest things that we cannot do by design is to be a non-participator. That's one thing probably that should be on the outline of a gospel. It says, hey, once you know Christ, the, the most important thing in your life is first and foremost knowing Christ. And then secondly, once you know Christ, it's what can you do for Christ? Don't look at it as doing it for me, doing it for the church. What has God called you and commissioned you to do? And the rule really is, is that we take what we've received and we give it to the world. 
That's what it looks like by design. So how many of you know that there is a general and a specific design, right? Each of us has been given a, de- a design by God. You know, if we look in Genesis, it says to rule and reign. He created Adam and Eve with a purpose to take dominion, to be number, num- numero uno. There's my Spanish. Pastor Luna, he ain't going to watch that stream, but he might be impressed a little bit. Uh, to rule and reign, be, be, be in charge of everything. God took his authority and he gave it to humanity. That is, a, that is a general right now. Specifically, what did that look like? Now, for Adam and Eve, it was give them names, figure out what's going to happen. You know, they kind of ruled and reigned everything. So we have general and then we have specific. We use these gifts and these gifts that have been given us to, to bless God's heart. Right? When we do what he's given us to do, it brings him pleasure. We're all, we're also, guess what? We were created in the image of God. We look the most like him. He said, let us create mankind in our image. And he says, let's create them in our image and, and give them work to do. How many of you know work is hard? Good. Work is good, and it's a blessing, and it's what we've been built to do. So if you're lazy, that is an abomination to the kingdom. He built us to rule. Now, let me tell you what. Before sin, it was a lot easier. He says, now you will work by the sweat of your brow. There will be thistles, and it will be hard. And, you know, there was a byproduct of that sin. But he built us to work. And, and it, it should be a blessing. Some of us were built with specific design with specialized purpose. I have to know my design to discover my destiny. So we have to define our design. We have to know what is my design. Say, what is my design? My design and ask God what that is for yourself. Number two, do you know your design and your shape? Know your design and stay in the little safe box. You will thrive if you do what God has built you to do. If you venture way outside the box, it could be really bad, right? It could be, it, you could put yourself in a position of doing and building and becoming something that God never designed you to do. And some people do that, and guess what? There is not anointing and there is not blessing and to do something that God has not built you to do. But if when you stay in that gifting and that anointing and that what God has built, there is an anointing and a blessing that follows it. And you're usually a lot better at it. You know, so what is your shape? I met this gentleman just this last week. He was a football player, about 6'4", 250 pounds. He was lean and mean and muscles bulging. Let me tell you what, that dude was built to be a football player, not a cross-country runner. If I put that dude next to Gabe, you're going to be like, man, like two different animals. But what do we expect? If we, all, all, if we assume everyone's supposed to be a cross-country runner... It's going to be a bad day for that football player. Or let's put Gabe in there with them football boys. Gabe was no more, right? Like, <laughs> this dude would have smashed him, like, <laughs> like, gone, man. Like, this guy was, made me feel small, this guy was standing up against. He was huge. I said, man, that guy's been built to play some boys. I've been playing since I was four. So you look like you were groomed for that, right? <laughs> Shape, color, box, check. He figured it out, right? You know, he knew what he was built to do. So, you know, our shape is going to determine our design and what we're supposed to do. So let's use the acronym real quick this morning, SHAPE, to help you out a little bit, to help you out a little bit here. So SHAPE, we're going to use that S, and it's going to be spiritual gifts. What spiritual gifts do you have? Now, we're not going to answer all those this morning, but if one immediately stands out, that helps define what your shape is. Or let's look at heart. 
What am I passionate about? What do I love? And, and you say, what, what do you mean, Pastor? When I talk about something, you get excited about it, and you're, man, if, if we're doing that, I'm in. And, you know, or on the other side, if you want to figure out what you're passionate about, figure out what angers you. And the opposite will probably be true, right? You understand? Kind of what I'm, what I'm saying with that, something that's going to really, you're going to be passionate about, what you have a deep love about. Abilities. What are you pretty good at? Or what do you lie to yourself about being good at? Quit doing those things. Just say, hey, I'm not like that, but I am like that. There's some things that I thrive at. There's some things I avoid because I know I'm not good at. Right? So what are you really good at, your abilities? What about personality? Are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? Do you like being around people? Do you hate being around people? All of those things are going to determine your shape. doesn't mean that one's good and one's bad. You're just different. And that's okay. That's how God built it experiences. What have you had experience with? What do you know? What are you familiar with? There's a lot of questions that I get asked based on my skill set. There's certain things, if you're going to ask me about knitting and weaving and how to set up a sewing machine, you ain't going to get that answer from me, but I'm sure there's some ladies in this church that if you ask, it, oh, like this, swoop it around here. It's like, man, what in the world? My, the extent of my sewing is get the thread on the needle and go like this and tie a good knot at the end. Like, that's it. Like, but it's, it's, you have to know your gifting. You have to know your strength. You have to know what do you have experience doing and what do you not. Staying in that safe situation, all right? So our spiritual gifts, our heart, our abilities, our personality, and our experience. Your design, the little details in your life can be used to accomplish your destiny. Every single time they can be used to accomplish that. You know, God often allows you to gain experience as you go. You know, I look at my, my life, all of the things that I got exposed to or experienced, man, a lot of those are really helping me today. Doesn't mean that I've arrived or that I know everything, but it has helped me become the person I am today. And I think if you really look at your life, you should see the same fingerprint. You should see the same mark. You say, well, I had a hard life and you don't understand. I bet God still used it, right? I bet he still taught you something. You know, the catalyst that God uses isn't always fun, but the end result is something he can use for your destiny. Right? That's where he talks about, hey, he can work all these things together for your good. It don't mean they were good when you went through it. Because I can tell you what, everything didn't feel good to Pastor Noe. Everything didn't feel like, thank God for that. No. It was hard, but he says that he uses all those things for your good. All right? So you have to know... If you're a singer, then sing. If you're not, please save all of us, right? Right? You have to realize what you are, what you aren't, right? Um, you know, let's say you want to be a babysitter. I sure hope you like kids. You're like, I hate kids. Well, don't put in a resume to watch babies. That's just going to not be a good fit, right? Um, you know, what if you want to have a lot of money, but you're, a, you're an outrageous spender? Well, that ain't going to work out too good either, right? Now, now, these are just funny little jokes and ways of looking at it, but that's the real reality. But the contrary is true. If I can sing, well, perhaps I'm built to sing. Or let's say I have this deep compassion for children. Well, guess what? Maybe I was built to minister and to love children. Now, I'm talking this is deeper love than just mom-child love. I'm talking this passion that is driven to love and to make sure every kid is loved and, and, and raised to their God-given potential. Or let's say I do save money all the time. Well, then I might have the bandwidth to be very wealthy one day. So we have to look at the pro and cons. we got to look at what the, what the design is that's going to create the destiny. They're, they are directly equal, okay? 
There's a book that I've read. It's called What's Next by Chris Hodges. And if you've had a chance to read that, he makes a very bold statement. He is pastor of Church of the Highlands, and they have like forty to 50,000 people in their church. This is a statement that he made. He says, I estimate that nine out of ten people who know God do not understand their God-given purpose. Now, I feel like I got a bias because I feel like in our smaller church, there is a lot of us that have figured out that purpose and are doing it. But statistically speaking, more people deal with not knowing their purpose than we think. And as long as that's the case, Pastor Noe's going to talk about it because I know that if through this whole series, if I get one or two people that figure out their purpose, guess what? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It was worth it. Because I know somebody that discovers purpose and then begins to do the work that God has called them to do, we see great kingdom results. Amen? How many of you have been on the receiving end of that blessing of people discovering their purpose, doing it, and you you were just around it? It's a blessing to us, right? Well, that's what happens when all of us discover that purpose. There is an abundant blessing laterally left to right because we're receiving the blessing from each other as we figure out what that purpose is. So your design, it's unique, it's beautiful. Um, You know, one is not good, one is not bad. They are all uniquely awesome. Look at your husband, look at your wife, look at somebody around you and say, man, I'm awesome. Tell them that. Say it like you mean it now, because you're like, that was awkward. I am awesome, because that's the way God made me, and there is only one of you. So number one, we have to define our design, we have to know your design, and number three, and this is the key that starts the car, we have to thrive in our design. If we're not thriving in our design, what good is it, right? I can hold that block all day long, but if it doesn't get in the box, we never arrive. So do you know your design, and will you use it to bring God glory? Because ultimately, that is the main purpose of our design, is to bring God glory. We bring God glory by doing that which he designed us to do and what he designed us to be. Don't try to be something that you're not built to be. Right? That's not who I am. But on the flip side, that is who I am. And when you discover that, thrive in that. Answer this question for yourself. Do you truly believe... That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you were created exactly like God wanted you to be. Do you believe that? Not have you been told that? Well, pastor, you say I am. No, do you believe that? Because the moment you believe that, it changes everything. The moment you believe that, it excites you. You say, wow, I thought I was a catastrophic accident that wasn't supposed to be born. And God says, oh, no, my child. You're so much more than that. You've been created with a destiny and a plan and a purpose. And if you will just allow him to reveal himself, yourself to you, it will blow your mind what God sees within you. So do you believe that to be true? Do you know that? If we don't realize it, we'll kind of think that God gypped us instead of gifted us with great gifts. We have to know what God has done. Can you say that with me? Say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Say it one more time to yourself. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now say it to the devil just in case he heard another whisper in your ear. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So we bring glory to God when our design has led to our destiny that God has for us. You know, I, have, I find pleasure in watching my kids grow and get older, but man, I get really excited when I see a gifting and calling come forth. It's like, man, 
Perhaps, Lord, they're built for that. And I kind of pushed the envelope a little bit and said, hey, you really enjoy that? Because I see that potential. I'm like, man, these kids could be way better than me at that. You know, and we pour in, we invest in, and we allow that gifting to come forth. True happiness is found and discovered in our purpose. So ask the question, what do you really enjoy doing? And how can you use that already to bless others? I'm telling you this morning, don't change who you are. Do what you already love doing and use it to glorify God. Man, if you're a golfer, be the best golfer you can. If you're you're an operator, guess what? Be the best operator you can be. Not because money follows it, but you just want to set a great example for God. Let's say you're a mother or a father. Be the best mother or father you can be. I'm kind of rough around the edges. Great. God will work with that. Maybe he gave you them edges. Right? You want to rub them all off. Turn into a circle. Turn into an oval. I don't like these edges. God might have put them edges there. Don't doubt the creator. Because he determined the creation. You have to realize that in every facet of your life. One other thing to really thrive in our design is have Jesus' heart. What do I mean by this? What do you mean by this, Pastor Noe? Uh, answering the question saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. We saw that throughout Jesus' life. It didn't matter what he wanted. It didn't matter necessarily what he was passionate. He said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Know that God has something specific for you to do. Because we would look at, how many of you look at Jesus' life and say, well, he had a specific purpose. What about you? But it was, but was it really that different? Or just like God had a purpose for his son, he has a purpose for you. And we are just, well, what we're doing, you know what we're doing? <laughs> we're comparing ourselves to Jesus. And we think, well, he was it. Hey, no, find the beauty in yourself. God created Jesus for a purpose. He also created you for a purpose. When we answer that question of, Lord, let your will be done, not my will, this is often something uh, that we don't want to do but we choose to do because it's what God wants. You ever been in that position? And Lord, I know it's right. I know this is going to cost me dearly. I don't really want to do this, but it's the right thing to do. That's what brings honor to God. So design, it always determines our destiny. So ask the question, what has God built me to do? What is my design? How many of you have never thought to ask that of your own life? How many of you have been looking at others trying to think if that's the model for yourself? Raise your hand. How many of you have done that? You look at other people and say, man, I want to be like that or maybe I'm supposed to be like that. You're missing the whole point. You can't be like me and I can't be like you. And that should take a whole lot of pressure off of you, right? What is that design? What has God built you to do? We each individually have been designed for greatness to reflect our God's glory. God has designed you for a specific purpose, but in order to accomplish your design, I've narrowed it down to four things that will allow you to thrive in the design that God has for you. You ready? If you're a note taker, this is what you need to write down. First and foremost, be faithful. What do you mean faithful? Faithful to your spouse, faithful to your job, faithful to your kids, faithful to your church, faithful to your tithe, faithful. It'll fit anywhere. Well, what about it? Be faithful. It doesn't matter. Be faithful. Secondly, be available. Hear that all the time. Man, I would love to be a part of that. I'd love to do this and that and that. But you're not available. 
If you're not available, your opportunity to be a part of something is very minimal. Well, I'd love to coach my son's team. Are you there? If you're not there, it doesn't happen. Pastor, I'd love to serve in the church. If you're never here, you got to be faithful. you got to be available. Had enough yet or you want the other two? Next one is being submitted. Well, I don't like my boss. It don't matter. He's your boss and that's how God configured it. Well, I don't like my husband. Well, you married him. That's how God established that. Like, should have told you that before you got married. I don't know. Submitted. This, but this is for just as much for women as it is men to be submitted wherever you're at. If the boss tells you to do it, you do it. Not because he's right or because he's wrong, but because the boss said so. Submit it to your leaders. Submit it to your authorities. Submit it to your parents. It doesn't matter if they don't live in your room. You can still be submitted and honorable. I don't like that submitted word. Well, you better get with it if you're going to be all that God has for you by his design. You've got to be faithful. You've got to be available. And you've got to be submitted. You want number, number four? You've got to be teachable. Teachable is a big one. Teachable means tell me a little bit more. Hey, I don't understand that. You got, you got to be in a, in a position of always learning, realizing you've never arrived. When somebody points something out in your life, even if initially you think they're wrong, you better listen. Being teachable means that you're going to learn from everybody. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I've learned great things from bad bosses. I've learned good things from bad bosses. If you allow people to speak into your life and you remain teachable, it can make you usable to his kingdom. So we've got to be faithful. We gotta be available, we gotta be submitted, and we gotta be teachable. How do you excel in the gifting and callings and ministry of God? You're faithful, you're available, you're submitted, and you're teachable. What if every single time I came over to your home, and I'm closing with this, if I brought you a gift? And you'd be excited, right? Man, come over anytime you want, Pastor, you're bringing gifts. Well, what if? Every time, I, every time I showed up at your home, the gift was still in the box and it was sitting on the counter. First off, I'd be disappointed a little bit. Secondly, I may take my gift that I brought the second time back with me. Say, so, huh, you ain't even going to open the first gift I give you. Why would I give you more? And that is my challenge for you today. Not saying that God withholds gifts from us, but if we do not use the first gift that he gives us, why would he give us three more? That's up to you. So I'm going to get my shape. I'm going to figure out my design because I want what's next. Can you guys stand up with me? This is something God gave me. He said, he said if a fish is made to swim... And a bird is made to fly. Each are special in their own way. But they will never discover the beauty of their detail unless they both start doing what they were built to do. Can you imagine a bird looking in the water? I wish I could swim, hold my breath, and go to the bottoms of the sea. You got this fish looking up. I wish I could fly, but I ain't got no wings unless I'm a flying fish, I guess. But they just kind of hop. They don't fly right we got to realize the beauty and what God has built us for and that fish has the potential to swim the depths of the sea in all of its beauty because by design it's what he's been created to do 
and that bird has wings to fly and look at all the things of the world from an aerial perspective. That is what he has built them and designed them to do. Realize that the design and the detail is always from the creator. Don't look at what you're not, but look at what you are this morning. Know your design. Figure out your shape. Today I want to leave you by asking this question. What is my design? And this is the first box. What is my design? Open the first box. Learn your design. Reveal what it is. Ask God to show you what your destiny holds. I want to encourage you to write it down. As God gives you, maybe he'll give you one word. And these words can cause some breakthrough in your life. What if he gives you the word lovable? God reveals the design. I want you to write it down. I don't know if you're a note taker. Man, there's a note section on your phone. Type it up. Close it so all your guy friends can't see you. Will you write, man? No, no, we see it. Ask God what that design is. Because just like I gave that shape to each of them, God has given you a shape. Don't be focused on the other person's shape. Figure out what your shape and what your design is. Write it down. Submit it to the Lord. And make sure your perspective of your design and your shape is equal to his thoughts on your design and your shape. And then we'll come back next week and we'll open up the next box. Amen. That help any of y'all? Let me pray for you. We'll get out of here. Lord, I thank you for each one here. And Lord, I thank you that each of us have built, been built with an awesome design. That we've been shaped perfectly for what you've called us to and what you've built us for. Lord, I pray that this week, everyone in the room, those ones watching this live stream, those ones that will watch this video later, I pray that there would be a focus into what they've been called to be and what they've been called to do. Father, show us our design so that we can fulfill our destiny. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, I can't wait to see what happens when we reveal step one, step two, step three, and step four. We become all that you've called us to be. But I know it's going to be great. It's going to be a joy, and I know it's going to be a blessing, and it's going to bring you glory in all we do. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for the Harvest Time Church podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like more information about our family, please write us at 42 FM 2540 South, Bay City, Texas, 77414. Or check us out on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.